everyone, welcome to the first all-lady Star Trek RPG podcast. That's right, there are no men involved, no male players, Wee. no male DMs, <laughs> no male rules lawyers, no, <laughs> no boys allowed. Except no boys. For Steven, who's kind of sitting next to Deanna and Heather. Um, <laughs> I guess let's introduce ourselves. I'm Susie. I'm being your narrator for the evening. Did what? I just hear Leaf? What? You're already ruining our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you bet he is. Hi, I'm Susie. I'll be your narrator for the evening. And <laughs> these are my friends. Introduce yourselves. <laughs> Not all at once. <laughs> Uh, I'm Deanna. I'm playing this game with you. <laughs> what are you playing? <laughs> what, like, who am I playing? Or should I, yes. are we doing, like, full introductions? Oh, or? that's, might as well, right? Okay. Let's, let's go for it. Sure, why not? Um, I am playing a young, uh, we're lieutenants, right? Yes, we're all lieutenants. Well, you're okay. all lieutenants. Yeah. Uh, lieutenant, uh, I am Bajoran, uh, and my name is Posa Izael. Oh, hold um, on. I have to write this down. Okay. <laughs> Stephen, don't laugh. in the chat so you have the spelling. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I can put I can put mine in the chat, too. Oh, my kingdom for some scrap paper. <laughs> I can mail you some of my Susie, 8 million notebooks. you decided to start a DMing campaign with no <laughs> scrap paper in front of you? It's all online now. Uh, so say it again. It's Posian. Posa. P-O-S-A. Posa. Oh, thank you. And so that's like my last name. So I'm like Lieutenant Posa. Okay. Um, and Isael is like my, you know, the name my friends call me, but I don't really have friends. Uh, it's Y Z A E L. A E L. Cool. <laughs> Heather, go. I'm Heather. <laughs> and I'm playing Lieutenant. <laughs> oh, do I need to tell Leaf to stop scraping his pan? Maybe. Danny says she can hear you scraping your pan. He says he's almost done. Can you not scrape your pan for like, how long do you need to scrape your pan? <laughs> no. Are you done? A little bit of pan frying, but that's it. Yep. Yep. Okay. So yeah, Heather, go ahead. Hi, I'm Heather. I'm playing Lieutenant Agah. Loxus Agah. Loxus? Loxus. Okay. L-O-X. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there an apostrophe in a guh? Yes. No. No. Just in Loxus. L O X okay. apostrophe I S. Oh. Okay. A G U G H. A guh. Obviously, I'm Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Danny, what are you playing? I'm playing a. Uh, gosh, I don't know how I want to pronounce it. <laughs> Einar. I, I think it's Einar. Einar? Okay. Yeah. Einar. A uh, subrace of the Andorian people. Um, and my name is Savia Shakel, which I put the spelling in the chat if anybody needs it. Last name is Shakel or yeah. Savia? Uh, last name's Shakel. Okay. Cool. All right. Oh, and I guess uh, tell me a little bit. So what is 
What is Lieutenant Posa's specialty? What is she going to bring to the group? Um, I am in the sciences. I'm a field officer. I wanted to focus on, wow, xenobiology. Okay. I, I know, like, general uh, humanoid sort of health sciences because I had to learn those right. things. I'd rather um, focus on non-humanoid things because I don't like humanoids. <laughs> so you're really kind of our, you're our blue shirt. Yes. You're our science officer, right? Yes. Okay. Heather, you're our... Security. 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 You're a one-woman security team. That's right. (laughs) And Danny, you are... Uh, Engineering. I'm the yellow shirt. So we got two yellow shirts and a blue shirt. We don't have any um, red shirts, but that's... I mean, that's okay. Well, you can be tactical, and that's I could a be red tactical. shirt, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't. Do we have to have the there. Starfleet rainbow? Fuck red shirts. No, we don't need a red shirt. That's true. It's true. And in fact, you, I'm, I'm gonna put red. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you just wear red. I, you, I'm gonna put you guys in a Sweet. small enough <laughs> ship where it's really not important. Everyone does a little bit of something. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> So that Get brings used us, to that. <laughs> brings us to our next question. I didn't name you guys a ship. Oh, the Star Blaster? Uh, I didn't. No. <laughs> Star Blaster. Star Blaster. Sky Dancer? Sky Dancer. <laughs> okay, so think of a good Starfleet name for a ship. Um, I would say your ship, we don't really have a time frame in mind set. I think we all kind of agreed that it would be after TNG and DS9 and Voyager, but who knows how far. Everything that we know and love from the series that we've watched are a part of our universe. Okay. So we don't have to dance around that. And I also want to say that um, if anyone's listening to this and you decide you need to like interject in some comments about how we don't have encyclopedic knowledge of both D&D 3.5 edition and the Star Trek universe, fuck right off. We don't care. Go Please fuck, fuck off. yourself. <laughs> so with that in mind, what do you want to call your ship? It's probably going to be, it's not going to be like a defiant, like battleship. It'll probably be more of a smaller hood style ship. What was the hood? <laughs> it was an Excelsior class. Hmm. Do we want to do like um like like a a person from canon, or do we want to make up a name like Defiant and stuff? How about the Skink? The Skink. <laughs> the Skink. That's an animal, right? Yeah. 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 But don't they usually name them after like historic? people or places like but the defiant isn't no i suppose right. not but like crazy horse and like whatever fuck it it's your ship <laughs> Susie. we have just to think call, of things though just don't just don't call it star blaster <laughs> no i we mean can... like i'm looking at the naming 
There was a name I remember I heard, and I was like, ooh, that! And I put it in the chat forever ago, but I don't It was like Star Blaster, but not Star Blaster. <laughs> it was good. They're named after... They seem to be named after people, places, constellations. Mm. Skink. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Still, the, you, the mythical you know Native skink. American folklore? <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you? No. <laughs> the hell is a skink anyway? It's a... Like a... Like a... It's a lizard? No, I thought yes. it was like a small mammal. No, it isn't. No, it's a lizard. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Shows how much I know. It's like, it looks a lot like a snake, but it has legs. I mean, there was a USS <laughs> Monitor. <laughs> Ooh, I like the Monitor. Okay, so... Like, we could do, like, Komodo or something. Um, Komodo sounds fine. What's wrong with that? Do we want to make it, like, like Komodo in the dragon or, like, Kimodo, like some sort of Japanese name? Well, I don't know. What's the significance of Kimodo? I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> What's the significance of Skink? What's the significance of Star Blaster? We do know that the only Asian people that Star Trek writers seem to understand are Japanese people. Yeah. If the rest of them are a- <laughs> Japanese or just vaguely Asian. The rest yeah. of Asia is an amorphous blob to the Star Trek writers. Uh, I, t- I could have sworn you said Alka Celsior. That's terrible. <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Komodo. You like Komodo? Yeah. So Komodo dragon. Let's do it. Like Komodo dragon. Komodo. We're like we're like sneaky. Like it won't seem like we're gonna kill you, but we will. Well, yeah, that's poisonous. true. It's true. We're fucking poisonous. Bite the shit out of the back of your leg. Now you'll be like, oh, that's totally safe to have like twelve of me as pets, but then like, nah, <laughs> you're dead, bro. <laughs> Nah, bro. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I think we got our character. We got our cast. We got our ship. I think we can get started. Okay. Uh, what my name was back in the day. Yes. Did I yes. Danny. Okay. Oh, I'm Danny. <laughs> well, Susie introduced you as Danny. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. So. I could have I said it. She's Danny. Yep. So, okay, let's run this through this. Lieutenant Posa. Lieutenant Agag. And Lieutenant... A gug. A gug. A gug. A gug. Pardon me. It's a gug. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't read my writing there. And Lieutenant... Chacal. Chacal. Okay. Is that what the... Is it the Chacals with a C or the Chacals with an S? Um, It's S-H apostrophe Q-E-L-L-E-S. Oh, shit. shit. I spelled it all wrong. Well, I know. I put it in the chat, motherfucker. (laughs) Okay. I didn't look S-H-A-P-O-S-B-Q-U-E. at the chat. All right. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's do oh. It. <laughs> I already need more oh. DeSorono. You can spell it however you want. <laughs> you, yeah, okay. You'll, you'll go know, go get some it. more DeSorono. <laughs> the the magic of editing is that as long as we, oh, but the magic of the way we're doing this is it doesn't even matter if we talk over each other or how many breaks we take. Got enough wine? Okay. Oh, I think so. Okay. Okay. Everyone, anyway. everyone, beveraged up. I'm, I'm yes. beveraged up. All right. 
captain's log, stardate, whatever. <laughs> After several days of uneventful exploration in the Darren sector, our long-range sensors detected a Starfleet distress call originating from a planet in the Rogun system. It comes from the USS Patunxet. Patunxet. A runabout. A runabout reported missing from Starbase 54 two months ago. We've been ordered to retrieve the crew and, if possible, salvage the Patunxent. I'm about to meet my senior officers. Well, I don't know if you... I'm about to meet some of my officers to discuss our <laughs> options. <laughs> you, the three of you, find yourself... Oh, I wrote down the captain's name. I'll let you know it ahead of time. It is you serve aboard the USS Komodo with Captain... Tekov. She is a Vulcan woman. Um, she probably looks about 50. I think you've probably done enough research on her before you were... Um, 50 human? Ship. 50 Vulcan. 50 human. She looks about 50 human, so I would say she's probably 80 or 90 Vulcan. Well, T'Pol was I... 80 or 90 Vulcan. Oh, she, she looked like a baby. Yeah, but she looked <laughs> yeah. like 20. <laughs> So okay. if she looks 50 as human, she's probably like 250. One. Well, Vulcans only live to be like 200, I thought. That doesn't sound right. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> Twitter will explode. Vulcan age. Good, Sarah good news. Be no one on Twitter is listening to this. <laughs> it's established that Vulcans can be live over 200 years of age, but they don't say what the okay, end so age range is. Then, maybe. Saren was 2.30, so we'll say Takav is about 1.30. Okay. You are all sitting in Captain Takav's uh, captain's ready room. Um, T captain Takav is not there yet, uh, but you're looking around you, and it, the ready room is very sparsely furnished, as you might expect a Vulcan's ready room to be not unfurnished. Some... Probably some flutes and bullshit on the wall, but not a lot. <laughs> not a lot of uh, decorations. Can it Just be a real French matter horn? of fact? <laughs> An ocarina. <laughs> sure. You know what? She uh, really mastered during her time in the academy. She mastered the French horn and the ocarina. <laughs> this woman is stupid, and I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're on the USS Komodo. <laughs> that your mouth shut about the there's, captain. There's kind of something to the USS Komodo that you can't quite put your finger on, but you all know collectively about yourselves privately that you have getting assigned to a ship is sort of a big deal. There are a lot of people in Starfleet who never get to serve on a ship. They spend their time on planets. They spend their time on star bases, but being assigned to a ship is a bit of bragging rights. Uh, and I think you all collectively, for your own private reasons, at some point in your past, weren't sure you either served on a ship before or you've never served on a ship. But something happened where you were pretty sure you were never going to be assigned to a ship again in, in your entire career. That you were just going to be scuttled to a star base and just be a regular Starfleet person. Um, 
but here you are. You're fresh on the Komodo. You haven't been around for very long. You haven't really gotten time to warm up to your captain. You just know about what you've read in her official record. Uh, and you, I would say you probably all have been on the ship for maybe a month. So you don't even really know each other that well. I take that back. We did establish that all of you had cross paths at the Academy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because that's gonna be some juicy flashback game material. I do need that. Flashback. <laughs> juicy. Mm-hmm. So how well you know each other from the Academy, I'm gonna leave open to you. You can ag- organically, you know, make that a storyline. <laughs> Heather just raised her eyebrows at me. Such yeah, I was thinking that same thing. I was like, no, Heather quote, thinks she uh, had quote. sex with both of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, do I know you? Oh, yeah. I, I guess we'll put a disclaimer in at the beginning of the show, but this show is not going to be for, like, kids. There's nope. going to be sex and swearing and all sorts of gross stuff. And we are definitely not officially aligned with Big Rod. No. Uh, the Roddenberry <laughs> family. And this is very much a fan thing. And we don't have sanctions. We don't have, we're not aligned with the Wizards of the Coast. We're using a kind of a defunct system that's been open source, like basically open source. We're um, rogues. We're not. We're rebels. Yeah. We're not tied to this new Star Trek game that's coming out. Uh, none of that. We. <clears throat> The adventure I am using to give credit is from the early to this adventure that I did not write. Um, it's just our kind of our leaping off base is from the 2000 ish early 2000 Star Trek role playing game system that is very long since defunct. So if you have if you can find it, it's loosely based off the D20 system. Anyway, all that aside. All the nerd shit aside. All that fun nerd none. shit. Let's get into <laughs> all the other nerd shit now. <laughs> You're all sitting in this ready room and the door behind you hisses open and Captain Takav enters. She smiles amiably, you know, in a Vulcan way, and takes her seat behind the desk. She looks at you, folds her hands on her desk and nods and says, ah, yes, how are you? How are you all doing? It's been um, a busy month, all of us getting used to our new home. I have not been on the ship much longer than you have. She looks at you. Uh, Lieutenant Poza, ah, Lieutenant Poza, how, how, has your, uh, how has your month been? Hello, Captain. Thank you. Uh, I, I want to tell you how much I appreciate being assigned to this ship and under your command um my month has been well i'm here so i'm sure you can probably assume and i'm sure you already know in fact that it hasn't been great but i assume it will get better well i hope your month here on the ship has been okay i mean i understand you know, I, I have I have read all of your records. I'm acquainted with all of your histories, and and hopefully that this is the second chance that many of us need. Agreed. Uh, L- Lieutenant, a uh, 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 gug. Am a I gu- saying that? Cor- <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. How how has your month been? It's been pretty delightful. Oh. Said no Klingon ever. <laughs> she actually, she actually raises her eyebrows and looks a little bit, um, you know, betrays a little emotion at you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just smiling. 
as as you would think I might be. <clears throat> ah, yes. Well, excellent. And, and Lieutenant Shakel, how about you? Are you? Is everything going smoothly for you? Uh, yes, ma'am. My month has been fine, acceptable. Excellent. The engines have been—they've been treating you kindly. This is a bit of an older ship, so I know you've got a lot of work. She's in working order. Much improvement to be done. Well, I'll leave it to your capable hands. Well, I mean, I, I did not invite you all in here just for pleasant chats. We have a situation. Two months ago, our runabout, uh, not our runabout, but runabout, runabout from Starbase 54, the Patunxent, they were conducting a survey of the neighboring system, and three days into that survey, they reported back that they were having some troubles with their warp drive. Then they were never heard from again. Starfleet conducted an extensive search, but after a week, they declared it lost. Yesterday, though, our sister ship, which doesn't have a name, detected... <laughs> Why would it? It says the hood in here. <laughs> The skink. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, our, our sister ship, the skink, detected a, the runabout's distress signal, signal coming from Rogan 2. Our ship is now en route to that planet, even as we speak, which you all know, of course. Uh, if you were wondering why we were headed there, that's why. So I am entrusting this mission to find the runabout and the survivors to the three of you. Thank you, Captain. What do we know of Rogan 3? Or whatever the name of the planet was. I actually wasn't listening. Sorry, guys. No, Rogan 2. No, two. that's... You were very close. <laughs> ah, yes. Rogan 2. That's a good question. I think in the past, we... Some, some, some ship or Starbase did a survey, but I'm going to need you to look in the records to find out more information. Like, roll a d20 to find out more information? <laughs> well, I mean, yes, not right now, but let me know. Do you, have, do, you have, do you have any questions from the captain? Go ahead and ask them. That was a good one. Uh, how many people were aboard the runabout? There were three. Uh, there was... Boy, that would be nice if this... It was Ensign Davis. I know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like we might have more info on Ensign Davis later. <laughs> uh, Probably a and captain two other, of some and, sort. And, and, two other, and two other officers who I'm sure whose names will come back to me as we progress <laughs> the storyline more. Uh, captain, do we actually give a shit about this runabout? Or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lieutenant ah. Poza, watch your mouth, <laughs> shit. I see you have decided to speak freely in my chambers, Lieutenant. Pardon me, Captain. Uh, <laughs> Do we care about these three Starfleet members in particular? No. I mean, yes, of course we do. But your question really gets to the heart of the matter. I don't know much about Rogan 2, and I invite you to do a little bit more research based on the one prior study. But the one thing I do know about the prior study is that 
It is home of a Stone Age civilization, which means that this retrieval is going to be uh, tricky. subject to the Prime Directive. Absolutely very tricky. Yeah. So. What was the runabout doing at Rogan they were doing They were doing a survey. Uh, they were See. trying to bolster, apparently, the information we had scrapped together ten, seven years ago on this planet. Oh, the Prime Directive is not... Not, <laughs> no, not, it, it not. is. It's not. Okay. I was just looking for the major tenets of the Prime Directive. Um, they were doing a study of the society and the planet that the, si the society inhabits. We don't know much. And unfortunately, without their data, which they did not send back, we know we don't know any more than we knew seven years ago. So for us, this is partially an extraction, partially a uh, damage control mission. We need to see what, how badly things have gotten out of control. Can, um, are we making the assumption that this civilization has perhaps come across the runabout or the crew? That's a really safe assumption to make. Um, I'm not sure where the runabout crashed. Uh, that's we, we do know it's on the planet. We do know it's on the planet. We need we need your skills to do a little bit more reconnaissance to find out when we get there, when we get in orbit, to figure out where it is and what the situation looks like. Right now, I don't have a lot of information. So what I'll need you to do I'll give you the handy dandy list. I'll need you to put together a list of the crew and any data that may be relevant to them as crew members. I'll need you to put together whatever data you can on Rogan 2. This is before you go in. Um, do some whatever scans you need to of the planet. Uh, scan for the location of the crash runabout. And if necessary, figure out a way to destroy the runabout on the planet. So this is a primitive Stone Age society ha having a crashed runabout on their planet could drastically alter the direction that they take um, socially yep and we'll I'll need you to put together the away team and need needed equipment right to do a away mission so with that if you have no other questions we'll be in Rogan 2 in two hours um, I recommend you start putting some information together. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Captain. All right. She just dismisses you and you're you're free to start thinking of how to get that information. My first thought is I would go to my quarters and close the door and not <laughs> talk to anybody and uh, start using whatever I had, data pads or, you know. Sure. Well, we'd have systems. to. I mean, we were in the captain's ready room just now, right? Right. Uh huh. Yep. So we're all, we all have to leave and go somewhere. Yeah. Oh, so. we have to verbally say, "I get up from the chair and I walk no. ten steps." <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. But we can have the conversation amongst ourselves right outside the okay. door okay. as to sure. how the hell we're going to proceed. Yeah. Yeah. Get in character. Talk amongst each other. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay. Well, is it, it's Loxis? Loxis. Loxis. I'm going to call you Lox. All right. Because I'm going to act like, like immediately? I know you. You've like just met her. <laughs> no, no. We know oh, each other. We've known each other for a oh. month. Excuse me. That and we've met prior to. Prior. Yeah. I also don't want to call you Lieutenant Agug, so I'll probably be calling you Agug. <laughs> Agug. <laughs> you do all briefly, you did briefly meet each other, what, at least briefly. I don't know how far it goes back or how intimate it got, but at least briefly at the Academy. So you do have that, that sense of familiarity, that sense of collegial sort of familiarity. Okay. Uh, as we get up and walk out, I'm gonna kind of nudge Locks this, and I'll be like, "So, Locks, are the rumors true?" <laughs> I've heard quite a bit since we left Academy, and since we've even gotten on this ship. Well, I know you. What have you heard? Many things. I wish to not repeat myself. Oh, well, if you can't repeat them, then I have no idea. Ladies, Noted. can we focus on the mission? Absolutely. <laughs> Let's and? go look up some shit about the planet. I don't know. where. What room do they do that in? What do, like, non-senior officers do their computer research? And all the places the computer senior lab. officers do. So, Danny, <laughs> if... I mean, like... As your narrator, I'll gently suggest, right, um, Danny, you're the engineer, so you might want to put together information about the runabout. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll do. I'll work on the planet, the planet. Up data on the planet and planet scans yeah. once we get there. I'm happy to look at the data on the crew. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got it. So shall we do our gonna... individual research and reconvene at like yeah. whatever sensor array station when we're in orbit? Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to need you guys to do some dice rolling. Oh, yeah. Woo! Just some D20s. We'll just do some skill checks. Um, let me look at... So for... I want to use this. It's going to be super loud. That's fine. Finally. Fine. Dice roll. Yeah. I, okay. I can edit... If you roll your dice and then pause and then say the number, I can edit out the sound of the loud rolling dice. Okay. Or I, got even, like, I got like a dice tower. So. Unless it sounds cool. <laughs> or I'll just muffle the sound of the dice rolling and leave it in, right? Editing. Okay. Um, so you're going Editing. to do the search for the planet. Give me... Well, first of all, give me a roll. Oh, well, let me tell you... Well, Who? I need to tell you what you're rolling. <laughs> yeah, who's... Am I rolling? Who's rolling? Well, We're all rolling something. Who's... Okay. Deanna? Yes. You're doing the planet? Yes. Give me knowledge... You got Earth Life Sciences, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Give me a roll on Earth Life Sciences. Ooh. Uh, I can't do math. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Oh, that is really good. I will send <laughs> you the information about the planet Kay. in a message. Okay. Um, and it's up to you to share it with your team. Uh, okay. Heather? Yep. I want you to do a roll on. I can do profession. Yes, do profession because it is in line with your profession to know what who's a troublemaker yeah. and who's not. Yeah, right. go ahead. Okay. And yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, I got 1d20 in this mess. Uh, 10. Uh, that's fine. That'll get you some information. Um, okay. You'll have more information about the planet than the crew, but that's fine. 10's not a yeah. failure. And Danny, you're doing research on... The runabout. The runabout. So you give me a roll what's, on... What's the name of the runabout again? It was the Patunxent. Patumpsit? Patunxit. Patunxit. Like Punxsutawney Phil almost. Patunxent. Yeah. <laughs> Computer, display information on runabout USS Patumpkin. Patumpskit. Fuck. Can, say it again. What is it? Patump. <laughs> pa. Pa. Tunxet. Patunxet. Patunxet. Here, I'll put it in the chat. <laughs> Thank you. Computer. It's a dumb name, and I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> Computer. Call potato. Display information on USS Patunxet. Uh, Major Barrett's voice says something. Susie, I rolled a critical failure. Oh no! Would you roll a one? Yes. What is what's your what's your modifier? For what? Gather information. Um, for re computer use. Oh, it's in. I mean, it should be good because I'm the engineer, right? But you're good. so you rolled a f- so in oh, total three. you got four. I got four in total, which is not um that is a failure. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know much about the ship going in. Um, I'll know it when I see it. It's fine. <laughs> You're so, like, oh, yeah, the it. See, what happened was, is when I was asking the computer for the info, I said the wrong name. And so <laughs> I didn't get anything. No, no results found. Yep. I'm just going to read this out loud. And you're going to narr- narratively decide if you share this with your team members. Deanna. Yes. Rogun 2. Actually, I could just take a picture of this and text it to you if that works. Okay. Oh, except my phone's dead. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Rogun 2 is a Class M planet, of course, because where else would you crash land? Yeah. It's a moonless world in orbit of a red main sequence star. It's slightly smaller than Earth and has slightly less gravity, but not enough to really make that much of a difference. It has 243 days a year, 21 days in a month. It's very humid. (laughs) It's it's very damp. You know that there is a sapient species named the Hooth. There are human. This is what you found. You found the the previous uh, survey from seven years ago. Uh There is a sapient species named the Hooth. Who knows if that's what they call themselves? That's just what they've been named because no contact has been made with them per the Prime Directive. They're humanoid and share many uh, features with Earth deer. They're whoa. <laughs> they're herbivores, and there's about 1.5 million of them on the planet. They are level one tech level, which means Stone Age. Mm-hmm. So no iron, no bronze. Basically, they're not to metal yet. Uh, they're tribal in government structure, and their culture is very survival focused. Tribal. And, uh, oh, that was the tiniest meow. That's <laughs> Hugo. That's uh, Hugo. That's, there's a heavy tree cover, high quantities of peat and iron. That's mo- that's mostly the most important information. Okay, so there's, um, 
there's a like a very decent amount of cover basically yes there's a lot of tree it's very it's very lots of foliage almost like i would say probably like a rainforest right humid lots of tree cover tribal deer people um stone age as far heather as you um excuse me a uh lieutenant uh loxus you found out about the the previous the away team that got themselves into trouble they crashed the away team is a there's ensign davis well that's the problem you sent a couple of ensigns (laughs) ain't that the truth (laughs) yeah always send the captain the first officer the security chief the counselor (laughs) chief engineer doctor every on every mission yes where, okay, Lieutenants Kelly and Wickman and Ensign Davis. You don't know much about Kelly and Wickman. Pretty standard lieutenants. Not a lot going on there. I mean, just really by the book. What you do know about Ensign Davis is that he had failed. He got a reprimand for failing cultural relations and had to retake it. And he only graduated after pa- passing retaking and a second time and passing cultural relations so um that's on his record and he is wet behind the ears right he's still an ensign or Mm -hmm. i guess in harry kim's case an ensign for seven years so not so behind (laughs) wet behind the ears wow so but that's not that's not that's not Not many ensigns are like harry kim no. <laughs> this one this one's a new ensign so that's what you found out you found out oh and danny you know what the report said i they spilled lost- i spilled my coffee on the console so <laughs> you know that they lost control something malfunctioned in their warp coil during warp um and they where they ended up on rogan 2 was not anywhere near where they were supposed to end up they actually were not going to be surveying this I'm, i take that back they're not going to be surveying the, this planet they landed on this planet by accident because their warp coil malfunctioned and they crash landed um and you can kind of you know do some calculations and figure out why they crash landed but other than that you don't really know much more than right. what the official the official report tells you right so so, with all that in mind, uh, the captain would like to know what your plan of attack for going down to the planet is. Well, I would say we should do some initial scans of the surface once we're in orbit. Try and find a general location of the runabout. See if we can determine life signs. That whole jazz. We'll say you're in orbit now. Okay. Let's scan it. Scan that shit. All right, someone needs to give me a, give me a research check. Whoever's good at research, go ahead. Is anyone good at research? Who's got the I highest am. intelligence? Go ahead and give me research. Um, I have the highest intelligence. Isael. Yeah, it's going to be Dee Dee. Uh, She's our skill da, monkey. Da, 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 da. I got a plus three. That's pretty good. Um, I rolled 11. For Everyone can do a check if they want. I'm rolling. 
I don't have research. Oh, 23. Okay. Woo! Deanna found some information. Uh, excuse me. It's going to take me a while to remember all y'all's names. Lieutenant Poza found some information. And then as you were looking at it, Lieutenant Chakel yeah. came over and said, well, I don't know if you said that. But you looked at it and you saw some information that she did not pick up on. And I give her a nasty look. <laughs> well, I I like boosted the the scanning capabilities with some kind of engineering mumbo jumbo. So you did some <laughs> techno babble. Yeah, I know to press like Control Shift when you do it, it just boosts it. But I'm still gonna give you a nasty look. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you have determined the location of the runabout. You have also determined that about a hundred yards away from the runabout is a what appears to be a small tribal village. What? That's very close. Yes. What kind of information? Are, is there any other information you're looking for in particular? Life signs? Of our crew members specifically? So you're looking for... I'm looking Can for we do that with signatures, their, their comm badges. Yeah, so if you're going to pick up on... And Denson Davis is a human... So if you're going to try to pick up on a human life sign, it's a little bit faint, but you can pick up something in that village, one human life sign, and you can pick up three comm badges to about 20 yards away from the crash site and one in about the same area that Ensign Davis seems to be in that village. It's bad news. So can we get the doctor to, like, make us look like deer somehow? <laughs> or get some, like, cloaking, you know, whatever bullshit tech? We should try to blend in, is what I'm saying. Do you want to ask the doctor? I mean, are they bipedal? They are bipedal, yep. Well, then, yeah, we should probably try to get, you know, get the plastic surgery to, like, not look weird. <laughs> The doctor says, right? ooh, that's a doctor, um, doctor, doctor, doctor McKenzie says, that's a great idea in theory, except unfortunately the USS Komodo's not really got those capabilities. This is not a galaxy class starship. Unfortunately, we're running on a little bit older tech. They didn't give us the good scalpels, eh? I can, I can <laughs> give you, I can give you a medical kit with a medical tricorder. But, uh, that's I'll, about it. I'll take it. <laughs> so she'll I definitely have a Snapchat make filter for it. <laughs> so do we have any way to disguise ourselves or even just sort of mask our the our visual? Not no, really. Nothing. So we just gotta sneak. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, your ship's not got the latest ooh, and greatest ooh, technology. Ooh, I got an idea. Can we lock transporters on the lieutenant that's like in the mix? <laughs> you can certainly campaign try. over. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could give it a try. Let's try it. Why the fuck not? Right? I'm sure there's interference, but you know, whatever. Should I roll? Uh, no. I mean, you go down to the engineering room. Ask the, not the engineer, the transporter room. Ask the chief transporter to get a lock on Ensign Davis's uh, 
com badge and uh, try to beam him up. <clears throat> Definitely beams up the com badge, but that's about it. And lets Ooh. you know that if you want to get Davis, you're going to have to get your hands on him, right? And do the whole two to beam up thing. Curses. Okay, well, we need to beam down. We or, need to get that yeah. runabout the fuck off the planet, right? That's kind of... Well, how, yeah, how far is it away? Because they said destroy it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe well, we yeah, can get it flying again. It? Can we not get it flying again and get it out of there? That well, we way? have to... Are we yeah, do we know that... I guess, yeah. Can we do any sort of scan on the runabout to know if it's functional? functional? What happened? What went wrong? The scan of the runabout gives you a little information, but without actually getting in there and looking at the systems manually, you don't really have much information. Well, that's what I'm okay. going to want to do, is beam to yeah. the runabout. Yeah, we need to beam to the runabout and try to hide as much as we possibly can and be quiet, um, and then check that out first and foremost, I guess. Sure. I mean, if they're if, if the runabout's only 100 yards away... Or, you know, 100 yards-ish. Like, there's no way that these people haven't already seen it. Well, is there cover? Yeah, What's... I mean, it's it's like a rainforest. Mm-hmm. So maybe they didn't see it. How would you not know that something crashes? Shh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay, shut up. <laughs> Let's just go to it. Let's go. Yeah, we just gotta about. go. <laughs> Transporter chief, beam me and these two losers to the runabout. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Wash Cal. That's not what I meant. <laughs> so you uh, easily are transported down to <laughs> what on. appears. Wait. I want a retcon that we took phasers and shit, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Go for it. Unarmed, completely unarmed. <laughs> we didn't even bring our combat. Just- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Going off the grid. Yeah. Let's see what happens. They're going to get weirded out. We don't want to weird them out. I mean, Just I go naked. I doubt there's a lot of chance that they're not going to get weirded out, friends. You don't look like deer, that's for sure. I, no. I look nothing like a deer. <laughs> me especially. But you're, yeah, all, no. you're all dear to me. Oh, God. <laughs> you beam down. You beam down to the runabout. Great. You, when your vision clears, you find yourself in a forest clearing in front of the crashed runabout. A gentle drizzle falls. In the runabout's wake, a line of collapsed trees extends about a kilometer behind it, showing the path of the doomed runabout's final landing. The foliage about you crackles as rain falls upon the leaves. None, there's no one around. I mean, there's no one here to greet you. It's quiet, and the runabout looks like shit. Okay. Um, well, I, for one, am, if I can get into the runabout, that's where I'm going first, and I'm going to start checking the systems. Yep. Sure. Same. Okay. okay. Straight to the engine room for en- Ensign, or excuse me, Lieutenant Chacal. Sure. Yeah. Um, give me the engineer, Danny, will you give me a, just give me a computer check, computer use check. Uh, Deanna, are you looking for... What are you looking at? Um, 
On second thought, I might actually stay outside, kind of keep an eye out, but also just kind of scan the area for, uh, you know, like, I guess, sort of humanoid tracks, um, that sort of thing. Just give me a plain old search check. Search. Susie, I rolled an 11 at uh, whatever that computer used. Okay. Okay. That was bad. Uh, seven. 